Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. It's the internet's only college football podcast. Remember, an important part of college football is beef with a rival. Like, I don't know. Let's talk about great rivalries like Pusha T and Drake, two college football teams. Parent. This is what happens if Texas and A&M ever get back together. It's going to go exactly like this. <laughs> Which, Not that they're I, rivals. I, assume, I would never say that they're rivals. No, no, no. I assume Texas is Drake in this example. Oh, Texas oh, is 100% Drake. Yeah. I, no, I it's think, not even close. I, I think this one is if UCF ever actually got Bama. <laughs> Wait, which like, one is Bama? Will pushes Bama in this scenario. Oh. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just the way it is. The universe, universe doesn't bend to our feelings, as Drake no, recently but, learned. But, oh no, that's a great. But point. but it is. But this is like every we want Bama school. Like this is that moment for them where it's like, uh oh, they're here now. Well, shouldn't have done that. Okay. <laughs> how about whole, how about how about and everything Drake bad is about it. Vandy then? Drake is Vandy when Vandy wanted Bama last year mm. and extremely got Bama. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I think the underestimation here is always this, which is an Alabama player wouldn't actually pull a spine buster on me at the 50 in the first quarter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they would. Yep. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. Dominic yep. Foxworth yes, said just a few minutes ago, pointing out that all he, he started by saying that all music genres need diss tracks, which is true. But he then corrected himself to say that all professions need the equivalent of rap battles and i agree because i was trying to think of other professions that do this and it's basically rap and like challenging for first chair french horn which is the rap of the orchestra oh totally yeah yeah i i I like this because wikipedia is too scared to really even describe it like it's all under the lil wayne and drake section of uh well you gotta hide from controversies uh yeah it's just ooh. I, this is if if you don't know what we're talking about it's probably better if you go learn on your own i feel like three white dads explaining to you is maybe the saddest way that you can experience this beef right holly you're a white dad as well congrats oh totally yeah My large son is across from me we, we can explain it to you <laughs> we can catch you up on all of these things but basically a couple of lines in one Pusha T song led to a diss track by Drake, where Drake suggested, among other things, right? And again, this is, this is you know, we are, I think, contextual experts in shit talking. Yeah, and, this, is, this is how we approach this, yes. Right. So in, in these, the lens of um, I believe Drake mentioned that he doubted that uh, Pusha T had uh, sold as many drugs as he had claimed to sell. That's that's really like, and that he was old. He said, "You are." He basically said, "You are actually not the world's greatest drug dealer of all time. You are actually kind of a nice guy." And for that, <laughs> for that error, uh, Drake's life was ended. Tactical because if there's error. one thing you don't do, it's called push a motherfucking T a nice guy. He's not nice. He's very mean. This is his way of this is his way of issuing a correction. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is like this is literally live corrections. I said this before recording, but arguing with Pusha is like arguing with Israel. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, oh. you lob a rock I mean tactically, you lob a rock in their general direction and they have a ten kiloton warhead. It's not gonna be a and proportional. would like to know if you would like to try it again. It's not gonna be a proportional response. It nope. won't be humane. Nope. It won't be fair. It won't even be funny. 
It'll be bad. It's incredibly it funny is... because it starts with Pusha saying he wants to have a heart to heart. Can I just he say He didn't say a... where your heart is located. Yeah, I want to get to that about about this track, which is this. If you listen to it, it actually sounds like really good advice. A lot of it in it. Does it? It does. does. At its yeah, heart. You take it. care of your son that you didn't want the world to know about and that mm-hmm. I just revealed. Yeah, that he just and, revealed and for the first time. And his mom's a porn star. Mm-hmm. And that his it, mom's it, a porn star. But, your, but, you, your, your, um, your partner is a sex worker. Exactly. And says what? Push, push is being um, positive. Make, uh, sex make, positive. Yeah, sex positive. Right. Make her your world. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah, that's, love that's, the people in your life. Okay, what about all the shit about your dad left? It's ti- it, hey, man, it's time to square <laughs> up with that. It's time to acknowledge the past and learn from it. Yeah, I mean, let's quit. And how let's quit and, putting and, it and address how that might affect your relationships today. Exactly. Like, let's quit putting it like on the track, and let's put your heart on the tracks to happiness. That's that's what Push is saying. It's just the presentation is a little sideways. That's all. God. I I wish I wish this happened in college football because it'd be like Jim Harbaugh says some shit about Michigan State not being the program they used to be. And then the blowback and then Mark is immediately Antonio goes, from First of all, your man's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the perfect Mark example Antonio. because that exact one, I feel like that actually does happen. Like Jim Harbaugh pops off with his little shit and then D'Antonio puts him in place. Like that one actually does happen. One thing we really don't Mark talk Antonio's- about enough is how Jim Harbaugh has Lane Kiffin's exact playbook and just a better resume. Mm. And when Jim Harbaugh does this shit, we all call it charming on the internet. I liked, by the way, Jason. That's that's Jim Harbaugh from now on, right? We're just gonna. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I I am also astonished too at this, by the way, that in it, uh, after Drake goes, "Yeah, you're a really nice guy," uh, Pusha, and one of the parts that I can't really sell as being good advice. Reminds him that his best friend and producer has MS. Yeah. No. Um, rap battles. Uh, yeah. Don't don't get into one. That's that's my life advice. No, Try no. not to no. get mixed up into one. Um, especially with one, especially with somebody who will be invested in like research, oppo research. This is like a political ad, basically. Oh, it's like did you did you know the following about Drake? In the original line, in the original line that pissed Drake off so much, he compared Drake's writing to Russians hacking the election. This is how this shit started. Oh my God! Push, push hired Cambridge Analytica. He hired, he hired Black Cube. Black Cube. Yeah, an actual intelligence gathering organization that out of Israel that is called Black Cube that does Oppo research and other sort of shady things. Black Cube. It's my favorite. I want to open like a sausage truck and just call it Black Cube. Black Cube. Yeah, just unrelated, is, is, right? Like people. That's a good name for a slider truck. I feel Aren't like. you curious about it though? Like if I just have a Black truck Cube. with no details on it and I just label it Black Cube, people will be oh, like, "What's in there?" Tacos. Maybe Look like it's maybe just... it's like licorice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's artisanal licorice. No, it's sausages. I just totally unrelated. I, I just thought you'd look. I don't want a cube, cube of sausage. It's already weird enough. Why do you have a gun? Don't worry about it. Just yeah, shoot the cold. sausage. 
yeah. I the other thing about this that uh, besides the Oppo research that Pusha actually evidently put into this, which I don't doubt, there's like an 800 page dossier where Pusha is going to be like listing times in elementary school that Drake got put into a trash can. The Drake P tape is real. <laughs> the Drake. <laughs> What is it? It's just this one time we videotaped him accidentally peeing on the floor a little bit before he got out in the drain. It's real I embarrassing. I like how any claim I hear in a rap song, I'm like, wow, that shit happened. But like, <laughs> if I read it in a newspaper report, it's like, mm, I'm going to need to see mm. what the other side says. I'm going to need to wait for the rebuttal. I don't Let's weigh the facts. Nope. If you set that nope. shit to a beat, I will believe it. Push is just like, here, here, Drake, here's a, re- a recording of every time you told somebody, you too, after they said, have a nice flight. Here's all of them <laughs> daisy chained together. <laughs> yeah. Know, a month ago, when this day started, we were all kind of rejoiced and gathered around the, the archaeological photo of the young man who apparently survived the explosion of Mount Vesuvius <laughs> only to get smashed from the ribs up by a gigantic block of granite and yeah drake 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 set out to make out a whole bunch of memes and and now now he's the meme. so he got crushed by a rock huh push to try to tell you he slings rocks literally literally like david v goliath he'll sling rocks and bring you down son don't do it do not do not mess with push a t this is my favorite thing ever because who could not have seen this coming like Oh, I'm sure it'll be a charming repost. A rebuttal of great frivolity. <laughs> it's like a fucking fencer challenging dusty roads or something. <laughs> well, this is... any Anybody who has a brother that they've pushed too far has been in this situation where you're just, like, slapping each other and you're just like, ah, we're just fucking around. Then you're like, holy shit, he just stuck a pencil two inches into my thigh. What the? F- oh my God! I gotta be nicer to this. I'm sorry, Todd. I'm sorry. Todd. Jesus. God damn it, Todd. Push a Todd. <laughs> Push a Todd. <laughs> Push a Todd. The, the like man. softest rapper on the planet named Pusher. Push a Todd. <laughs> Pusher. Pusher Todd. Pusher Todd. Pastor Todd. Pastor Todd. <laughs> Pastor Troy. Actually, Pastor Troy works both ways. You're like Pastor Troy and Pastor Troy. Yeah. <laughs> You it's know, a, it's a very subtle difference. Troy, he went to Elon. He's a real nice guy. <laughs> he went to Troy. <laughs> yeah, he went to Troy. He was the chaplain at Troy University. He is. He's had he's had of FCA there. Just a great dude. Phenomenal. <laughs> um, we're not here to uh, we're not here to fix rap beefs. Though. Yeah, this we're had nothing to, to do no, with our plan topic. No, we're here to encourage topic. more of them elsewhere. Yeah, we're here to encourage more of them, but we are here to, with an important task. I think. Between the four of us, we have enough terrible ideas that we can fix something else, and that's coaching pay. Jason, how did we how did we get to this uh, this task in the first place? Um, so the state of California, propo- I, I, I haven't really read it in, in great detail, but there's apparently a proposal that would limit uh, public employees to two hundred thousand dollars in salary public employees of course this would include college football coaches most of them except for stanford usc so forth um i don't know are there any in like the patriot league or whatever i don't know anyway is is that, is that in california i don't know 
Sure. Um, sure. So we so we started talking about this topic and uh, threw around some terrible ideas and didn't discuss other terrible ideas. But that'll start now. Yeah, because um, first of all, if you're if you're, you're capping coaching salaries at 200k in California, good luck. <laughs> You'll be able to afford a one bedroom apartment that you split with your fellow coaches. That's that's what 200k in California. This gets. is why or, John L. Smith coaches every team. I'm making a million either, bucks. <laughs> either that, or or we're gonna see some great coaches at uh, unex- Cal State Fullerton. Hey, get that football team going. We're we're talking about affordable housing. Oh, and all Hell the California yeah. schools have terrific mascots too. You're gonna see some like actual banana slugs teams popping up. Mm-hmm. 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 This is a, this is a great plan. Um. So I want I want to bring up my first proposal, uh, and this is what uh, what I'm going to call the golf model of pay. I think it's going to appeal, obviously, to SEC, ACC, Big Twelve, and probably some Big Ten. The fans Pioneer as well. League. That's what I was thinking of. Sorry, continue. You were close. It's fine. Um, and basically, what? So let's take the SEC as an example. Here's how it works. Everybody gets. All coaches are going to get some base level of pay. It's going to be low. We're going to say it's, I don't know, $100,000. And then after that, we're just doing a, like a golf tournament, first place is getting, you know, $4.8 million, second place is getting $3 million, third place is, and just down on the line. And the reason I like this form is because it makes the end of the season when we're saying, oh, there it goes, there's the, the, uh, the Kentucky-Tennessee game, nobody cares about, especially Tennessee fans. Oh, now it's actually hugely important. Now there's now there's $300,000 riding on it for the winner. Isn't that great? All, all the rivalry games that maybe don't matter one year or aren't going to impact who's going to win the West and play for the SEC championship. Nope. We have huge amount of money riding on these things, and it's going to be fucking great. And it's a perfect plan, and it appeals to everybody who likes golf anyway. Uh, so this is putting a a purse on each college football game. Yes, yes. We're well. We're putting a purse on the conference as a whole. It does. So you're basically going to get your, uh, you're going to get your base pay, and that's going to cover like the non-conference games you play. And this is where you say, well, SEC doesn't play anybody out of conference anyway. Sure, great. Uh, but the rest of it is just we we've just created basically a fourteen team season long golf football tournament. And this is how we're going to figure out who's going to finish with a lot of money and who's going to finish with none. Because technically, we're going to get years like last year, for example. Remind me, where did Alabama finish in the SEC overall? Third. Hmm. That's third place money for Nick Saban. Now, it doesn't, you know, so, so they can talk all the shit about, well, we played for the national championship and Auburn didn't. And that's true. But you know what? Under this system, it's just about who won the goddamn Masters. Which, again, for SEC fans, appropriate. It's only about who wins the goddamn Man, Masters. Speaking of, and speaking of uh, SEC teams not sketching out a conference, you think that was bad before? Man, nobody's going to play Boise now. Oh, no. Oh, no. You, you're taking that week off, if any. Yeah, we're, how many games do we have to play? That's all we're playing. I, That's I, it. I, would, I would actually put a more... I would put an equally compatible framing on this and call it the money in the bag match mm-hmm. plan every single time. Money in the bag. Who gets the money in the bag? We just introduce it, right? 
before every match. Now, I believe we have a corollary, mm -hmm. which is going to be the state-by-state -state one, where rather than limiting them to uh, pay by conference, we're simply doing it for state universities in the same state, right? That, for instance, Alabama, since California has bravely decided to go forward and offer $200,000 as a capped salary for coaches, right? That Alabama would, of course, see the wisdom in this legislation and come forward and say, you know, we don't think that anyone coaching football should make more than $16 million a year. Just, It's just about restraint. It's about restraint. But in true, like, snap the pool cue over your knee and throw it in front of three guys auditioning for the same job, what we do is we, for any in-state teams playing each other at a rivalry game, um, that salary is apportioned to the winner of that game, right? We'll give them a base salary. We don't want you to starve too much. But on the whole, if Alabama has $16 million at stake for an in-state rivalry game, it's going to be a lot more on the line for Gus Malzahn and Nick Saban. Now, mind you, here's the other kick. Is any of this going to the players? No. No. We, well, we can hack well, this though. We just we just turned it we convert all that into semesters of tuition. That that way Nick Saban can finally get his masters. <laughs> In what? Turf you'll grass call, management. He says You'll call me Dr. Nick, goddammit. <laughs> That's it. Nick Saban has forty two PhDs. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> call me Murray Gellman, because I got brains. He's dead. He's, he stands on him to reach the top shelf of the grocery store. Ah, there we go. Um, I like that one, too, because that makes the pain of the Egg Bowl like four times as amazing, especially because Mississippi's cap would, I think, be somewhere under $16 million. I'm just guessing. I, um, I have another one I want to propose. So, so the conferences and the NCAA as a whole is trying to figure out what to do in this world where Sports gambling is now a more public, acceptable thing. So this is uh, one I call the over-under double or nothing, and it works like this. Um, Jason, what's the over-under total for Texas football? And I know you know this because you tweeted it at me like an asshole. 8.5, over. Okay. Okay, so what we do is we go to Tom Herman and we say, okay, before the season you have two choices. You can... Get your base salary. Let's say it's five hundred thousand dollars. None of the none of the added like oh you hit your APR you made a bowl game blah 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 N nothing. If you take the under you get that, but that's all you get. You can't accrue anything. You know you sort of played it safe and said just give me what I am owed for showing up to work, or you can take the over. Now if you hit the if you hit the over you're gonna double whatever that base salary is. So if it's a million dollars, now you're making two. Uh, but if you hit the under, if you can't quite get that ninth win, you get nothing. You get zero. And we make all of this incredibly public. We make all of them talk, you know, whether it's a week before the season or whatever, we build a whole TV event out of that because God knows we need more meaningless non-sports television about sports. And then, and then that's what we get. Because how many college football coaches are going to go on TV and say, yeah, I'll take the under. Yeah, I'll take. <laughs> no, they're, they're all proud, proud boys. And they're all going to say, yeah, I'll take, we're going we're gonna to win 11 goddamn games. I don't care that we won three last year. 
we got the heart of we got the heart of a champion, and it's gonna explode. I think, I, I think Kirk Ferentz is taking that under. Just just got a good deal. Oh, yeah. Let this thing ride. Just get to six and punt. Maybe we'll go over. That's cool. Already yeah, got a Kirk, lot of money. Kirk will be like. Kirk will be like, how can I get seven and a half wins exactly? Well, there's no way. How can I get seven and a half wins exactly? What do I get for that? Ham sandwich? You're on. That's called accuracy, right? If you can give me seven five, I hit seven five. What do I get? I mean, if I can punt to the seven and a half yard line, why can't I do this? If we go to 28 overtimes and that's a tie, that's that's a point five. I I also think, by the way, the the coaches who would not do well with this are the most amusing. For instance, Spurrier would have done that, right? Spurrier would have been yeah. like, ah, dang it. I don't know if we're going to win two games. I don't know if we're going to win none. We might have a hard time getting to zero, boys. We can't even put our shoes on straight. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen y'all total, like, I still have total admiration for Steve Spurrier's approach to that, which was, I think you boys have got this. I, I can't help. It's bad. Bye. No, oh, no, you oh, demonstrably this. don't have this. And bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Huh. Sure, sure did hit an iceberg back there, didn't we? Well, <laughs> you know what? Women and children first, but uh, I know who's going to be second. It's going to be Georgia. <laughs> Jesus. Near my golf to thee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that was good. I'm not sorry. No. Um, it's yeah, no, I, I think the, the other one that I have, the other suggestion I have for fixing coaching salaries is this, that I think that in addition, like there should be a base salary and then everything else should be mm-hmm. bonus and it should be determined entirely by fan voting. Like how much are we going to pay the coach? Ooh. After the game, Fuck. there's an apportioned amount of a salary. How much do you think you should get? If it's 200 grand, I don't know. Maybe we're not feeling too good about that loss to, uh, I don't know, Troy. Maybe we're not feeling real great about that, you know, three-point win over University of Louisiana Lafayette. I mean. Did you say fans weigh in after each game? Oh, yeah. How about during? On the radio. During? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have have an app. political of having him in a dunking booth on the sidelines, which is another great idea. They have an app. It has two buttons, up and down. (laughs) You push whichever one as many times as you want. Do you know how much I would pay to watch the real-time cash total in like a 35-point blowout for the coach on the receiving (laughs) end of that? Oh, my. Man, people like, will hammer no, wait, you that want down this in button. A shootout. Like you want, you want to see no, this in the no, Big no. Twelve. You want during a, a uh, during uh, Rockets Warriors Game Seven. I had a tweet deck column column open for Fire Steve Kerr. That shit was popping. People wanted <laughs> to fire thing. Steve Kerr. <laughs> like, here's the thing: you're one. Then, it's gonna go the way. Here's it, you're one. It's gonna go the way you think. But the problem is that when a team is bad, the fans don't necessarily show up. As much so, what you're going to get instead is let's take last year for example. You're going to get Georgia fans going to Tennessee and going up, 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 up. Oh, Butch, that's a bonus, Butch. That's what I hear. I think extension time. We're going to have some authentication issues, okay? Yeah, no, yeah, they're definitely going to fuck with this. It's based on uh, you have to use a school issued ID. No, not that. That would take out 90% of 
college football fans. Um, <laughs> it's based on, uh, I don't know. You, you, ha- you have to say something that. Just say blockchain. Just say blockchain. <sighs> yeah, we'll do it with the algorithms. No, you have to it's, say something that no actual rival of yours would ever say, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Wait, let's throw a twist in it. What if you only get, like, what if you think of this in terms of chits, right? And you only get mm. one vote per season. Ooh. Like, what if oh, instead of God. hitting the button as much as you want, that you only get one? Hmm. Or, like, one a month? I don't know. I, I want more but I want more user engagement for our app. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's Jason's thinking about mm. that money. <laughs> he's thinking about, he's thinking about mm, flipping this fair. and getting out of the way and letting the shareholders catch the wind. Okay, one a game. Oh, he's, and, and Jason's also 100. Here's what Jason's going to do. He's going to take Holly's idea where it's like, hey, with the, with it's a free-to-use app and... Uh, you know, you get one vote a game, no problem. Uh, but for a small microtransaction, you can get additional votes, no big deal. And that's how he's going to end up being incredibly rich because LSU fans will be like, "Yeah, I paid fifty thousand dollars just so I could ruin Coach O's life. I don't remember anything. I paid fifty thousand dollars just to cost him ten thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, oh that's everyone else was pretty idea. happy at the time." <laughs> Oh man, I, uh, I, 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 I like this idea. Like, I'm all I, for it. I, I had another idea based on. Um, I like the salary cap thing. I think it's a little, a little snug. Uh, if we're if we're trying to remain competitive as mm. um, football factories um, that also encourage student athletes to achieve brilliance in academics, student and all that yeah. stuff. Um, so if we say 200,000 per coach, eh, let's make it more like 5 million for entire coaching staffs or something like that. Mm-hmm. That way, you know, everyone's oh, still making a shitload of money. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah. <laughs> People follow that. Yeah. But I d- disregard my idea. Let's pursue Holly's. <laughs> <laughs> the one gotta go. We'll just reduce this to one gotta go. SEC edition. One gotta no, go. It's another, way to, it's another way to curb, you know, the exploding analyst staff at Alabama. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Which which analyst gotta go? The reality show. Mm. Like in that Alabama will get sued again. Alabama can't have like a piece of online franchise. We're calling it Survivor. You, we can't. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Nick Saban. Nick. That's we finally found Nick Saban's like genuine genetic illiteracy he cannot in his bones understand Co- copyright law he can't like trademark yeah trademark like nick saban <laughs> nick saban is basically like the guy who's like you know what i really like this tape so i made like a hundred of the tape and i just sold it and bill belichick in 1991 is like can't do that you just can't do that the way it's i like i mean i think if you chan- after you spend your entire life at coaching clinics you know, like I think you you've you've learned that all information is free. You know, you sound like a 1995 <laughs> <VHS>. blogger. <laughs> all information is free and spiral bound or on VHS. Uh, I'm excited about spring practice. I think we've got two championship quarterbacks, and uh, that's why I'm calling it the Star Wars. That's what they are. What do you, yep. Nick, Nick, it's just not why. I Nick think Saban it's more just... that he's just not aware of any pop culture. Yes. You know? <laughs> why would yeah. why would yeah, shit as LeBron not James? True, not true. Cupid shuffle. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't say anything bad about Chopin, did I? Yeah. Well, no. Let me quote Nick Saban from a profile written by Warren St. John. All right, and I believe appeared in GQ. It was 
Mick Jagger is an incredible entertainer. So he knows music and nothing else. Because he hasn't he knows- gotten into copyright trouble with musicians. It's just everyone else. I would also remind everyone that Bill Belichick and Nick Saban went to the same Pink Floyd show. They went to a Pink Floyd show. Which that's what you didn't have. You didn't have to tell us. That. I'm gonna bet you one of them was tripping. One of them. Can I? Can I? Can I change the subject drastically to last week's episode? It was Belichick. Sure. Um, I realized upon further reflection that there's a part of Star Wars, the original Star Wars trilogy, that really bothers me. Specifically, Star Wars: a New Hope. So follow me here, um, Spencer. When Luke and Uncle Owen go to the Jawas to purchase droids. What's the sequence of events? Which droids do they purchase initially? Uh, don't they want to buy like a really crappy one that dies on them on the spot? Yes, yes. They want they want to buy this crap ass red R2 unit. And it just you're, it like blows up before they can even get off the fucking lot. But what if that didn't happen? What if they had just said, like, yep, crappy crappy red droid coming home with us, going to do some moisture farming, and then, because if you follow the track here, it's what, like 24 hours before the stormtroopers show up, track the droids, find out that the Jawas had them, find out that they went to uh, Uncle Owen's house, burn him and his wife, and if they hadn't done that, they would have just gone straight to the Jawas, plucked R2, smashed him to smithereens, Princess Leia dies on the Death Star. The rebels are obliterated. Nothing good happens. And yet we are not celebrating this red janky asteroid who clearly blew himself up on purpose because he knew it was the right thing to do. Why is he not at the fucking medal ceremony at the end? Why is his <laughs> face down? Smoky <laughs> face down. Why is his smoky corpse, corpse not honored. So- so, um, Brian, did you know this is actually canon? You're actually correct. He actually did blow himself up on purpose. <laughs> Are you kidding I, me? I have never, ever <laughs> lied on this podcast. You can look it up. His name was R5 something or other. Um, R2 came up to him and said in their, in their droid language, this is in a, a book I, I'm reading right now. R2 came up and said, <laughs> the first thing R2 said was, I'm on an important mission. And R5 is like, fuck you. I'm trying to get out of this thing. I'm trying to get sold. You're nicer than me, but you know, you should still be nice to me and leave me alone. And R2 just keeps saying, I'm working for the rebellion. You have to get me out of here. Um, so when it comes time to line up, R5 realizes, I believe R2. I'm going to make myself explode. This R5, is actual canon. He did it. R5, di- R5 dies for the galaxy sins. He's the literal Jesus Christ of the Star Wars universe. I don't know. Not Jesus. He's more like one of the Bears fans in the Bears skit. Who's like, he's the, tank he's, coming. <laughs> he's the, he's the, all right, all right, all right. He gets beheaded. He's the literal John the Baptist of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> he beheads himself. <laughs> like, imagine if that was, imagine if that was your great contribution to society, which is, Hey y'all, the best thing you can do right now, like character, give yourself a massive coronary and you're like, hold on, I got this. <laughs> you should probably freak out so much your head pops off. <laughs> and you have been constructed for this exact niche in history, right? Like I just really wanted to like I feel like we don't appreciate that red exploding droid. Enough, I still like the I idea do. of him being at the medal ceremony face down and smoking. <laughs> <laughs> 
like constantly. That's just what he does. They just towed him from place to place. Like he's so important. <laughs> We're nothing without him. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. That's that's amazing. I can't believe you actually guessed canon. That's astonishing. He did this last week too. I forget what it was, but there, yeah, there was something where it was like Star some Wars. very minor, very minor thing that's like, oh no, that's real. I enjoy. God, I enjoy really that. Depressing. Whatever stupid thing we make up is actually the story. That's how oh, dumb yeah. George Lucas is. <laughs> Ryan and I were just talking before this. before y'all hopped on about how like y'all know the movies very well. I've barely seen the movies, but I know this like oddball shit that is like buried on some wiki somewhere like i've seen return of the jedi like once but i know like <laughs> r2's exploding friend but jason's like ah but in a on a denny's menu in 1997 it said this and that's canon hi shotgun full cast vox just launched a new show on netflix it's called Explained, and you can find it on Netflix right now. It's for people like you, people who are curious about the world around them. And here's our promise. If you give us 15 minutes of your time, or sometimes 20, sometimes we can stick to the 15-minute limit. So 15 to 20 minutes of your time will take you from being just curious about a big, important topic to actually understanding it. Our first few episodes explore things like... Why is monogamy so important around the world? What happens when we can actually edit our DNA and take control of our own evolution. Why is the racial wealth gap in America still growing? You'll see it's Vox to its core. It's a bigger and more ambitious yes, but still looking and feeling and sounding like us. And we'll hopefully give you the context and reporting and research that actually makes these super, super satisfying, I think the most satisfying videos we've ever made. So go to Netflix and check it out. You can search for it. You can search for Vox or you can just go to Netflix.com slash explained. All right. Should we do the randomizer now? It's randomizer time. <laughs> don't, 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 don't make your head explode, Jason. <laughs> it's for don't the good the of the, it's for the good of For the rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> that droid was from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bear skin thing. Jake Cutler, Jake Cutler sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Just on, thinking no. about the Packers until my head explodes. <laughs> Someone you said, said we were the what third about city? deep dish pizza? <laughs> oh god! Talk shit about Mitch Trubisky. Watch me kill myself right here. I, re- I really wish in the special edition they had gone back and just slapped the Cubs logo <laughs> on that droid. Friends. That's that's what he said in droid language. Friends. Listen. Northwestern isn't even from here. That's Evanston. I'm going to talk some shit about Philip Glass and the Cusack family. Watch me. All right. Um, let's start with. All right. This is a good. This is a good pairing of randomizer topics from at Claygore thirty four. Uh, first, the non football topic: Shrek. Um, does Shrek matter to anyone Just, in twenty eighteen? Does Shrek have any cultural relevance or last? Like, what matters from Shrek? Um, what matters is that Shrek is basically based physically on my grandfather, who looked exactly like Shrek. <laughs> Okay. okay. He didn't know. Same, same big ass head, same body, 
I mean, for all I know, those tubular ears, he might have had them fixed in uh, in like childhood. But my grand my okay. grandfather looked and moved a lot like Shrek. So <laughs> so I'm always gonna have like a warm spot in my heart for Shrek. Well, I just I I I feel like Toy Story was, you know, this cultural icon had several uh successful sequels as did shrek but it the the latter just doesn't seem like it matters jason do children as far as you know care about shrek at all uh my daughter likes shrek the musical i'm not sure if she's seen the animated movies okay there's a shrek musical oh yeah by the way um go back and watch the first shrek that animation it's like five dollar cgi now it looks bad. It's extremely bad. Shit and looks like a screensaver. It does. That that <laughs> shit looks like some some extremely bad like like bootleg children's YouTube shit. That shit looks uh, like an app. It does. <laughs> that shit looks like a cheap app now. Also, here's the other problem with Shrek. Shrek made temporal jokes. Like they made jokes that were were not timeless. There are jokes in there about mm. contemporary cultural things that um I think they severely underestimated the turnover of the 21st century right. culture cycle. Uh, there's like Starbucks jokes in there. It's like listening to Eminem right. in 1998, yeah. 2017, or 2018. It, there's probably a Linda Tripp reference in yeah. Shrek. It's the My Name Is of animated children's <laughs> films. Or any other Eminem song. Will Smith don't got a cuss in his... Yeah, No, that's, that's not going to hold up well, Em. Don't. Um, Eddie Murphy's pretty funny, even as a donkey. Yeah, really, the enduring yeah. He fucks a dragon. Yeah, he does have sex with a dragon. The enduring cultural value of this is Smash Mouth on social media. That? <laughs> but even that, but even that is not a Smash Mouth song! Like, Smash Mouth's lasting contribution is a fucking cover. It's a cover? Which, which one are you talking about? Which one are you talking about? Wait, don't they have two? They have. Oh, oh I didn't wait, even know they had on. two songs. You're now listening to someone Googling Smash Mouth. Go back to. <laughs> I am do, I We're am. going back to Ryan calling oh, them oh, Smashed oh. Mouth. <laughs> I did not. I did, no, listen, no, run the tape back. Because I got tape doesn't lie. It's the football podcast. Did, you, you run that tape back. I don't. On that snap, I don't know how to do it. Them oh, okay. Smashed here's mouth. what I was thinking of. They do, they, they do a cover of I'm a Believer on this, on this uh, soundtrack. But you, but I forgot that All Star is also on this. I soundtrack. actually knew it was a cover. I was trying to make like a, a three second joke, and now it became a thing. And I'm sorry about that. <laughs> As is Hallelujah. Wait, they why covered, is Hallelujah? Smash Mouth covered Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rufus oh Wainwright God, did. But so that's a, no, no, it's, that's, it's, no. It's played. It's played excited. in the extremely sad part where <laughs> Shrek has, has gone back to the swamp and broken up with Fiona. I, I can't kinda wanna hear what Smash Mouth playing Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, one one thousand percent like played at their cadence and all yeah. that. Fuck. Hey Smash Mouth, if you're out there, please record Hallelujah yeah, and send it busy. just to Holly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really the only enduring Hang on, I'm gonna tweet them right that, now. That that and the Thank edition of Mean Tweets, the NBA edition where Draymond Green read somebody tweeting said why draymond green look like donkey and shrek <laughs> to draymond green's credit okay. he lost his shit laughing so okay that's fair i'm excited to see if smash mouth responds to holly by the time we finish recording <laughs> they I think they might. they're not busy <laughs> smash um, mouth the other thing 
The other thing Clay Gore 34 wants to talk about is the first down chain, which is uh, being a football fan requires you to actively ignore that the most important part of the game is two old men holding up two pipes connected by a length of chain. Like, it's just, it's it's the suspension of disbelief that football requires of you. But it's the absolute, it's the main unit of measure in the game. It almost always turns close games one way or the other. And it's the dumbest, oldest, stupidest shit possible. And none of us care. None of us care in the slightest bit. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a really stupid sport. I think it fits fine. Yeah, agreed. All right. Why don't you pick another randomizer then? Hmm. I would like to go to... um, How long should it take a program to go from mediocre to competitive? Oh, the answer is all in the terminology. What are we... I'll let you know when we find out. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's damn. Let's see. Like damn. Florida is on now. Florida is not on as long a rebuild as Tennessee. Florida is on an eight-year rebuild with one. Way to fucking jinx it. Yeah, we're on an eight-year rebuild, right? Tennessee realistically is on a ten-year rebuild, right? Longer. Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky's on like a seventy-three-year rebuild. I don't know. They were consistently competitive under under uh, Rich Brooks, right? Yeah, Kentucky, you got to turn disasters off at this point. Nobody's going to be mad. Like, you just, you just got to. Yeah, so I think the idea is this. How do you define competitive? I think the usual mark is, what, three years? That's it. Year three, you should be like... Year three, if I told you any program, you're like, in year three, you're going to be 10 and two and you're going to beat rivals and you'll be competitive. You feel pretty good about that, right? Yeah. Oh, sure. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Holly, what, why would you ever feel good about Tennessee? You lost me at why would you ever feel? Okay, well. <laughs> I mean... That that's the thing. Like for Florida, I would say like for a program like Florida, speaking from my own experience, I would say mediocre to competitive. I think three years is fair. I think most people are okay with three years. Is there are there going to be some complaints in year two? Oh yeah, big time, large. But in year three, if you got it, I think most people give you about three years. I think coaches want four. Coaches realistically say, okay, I can do it in four because I'll have a full roster that's all my people for the most part, right? But I think for a fan, three is probably acceptable. If I told you, and my favorite example of this, by the way, um, if I told you five years, would you consider that to be a bit long? Depends. Depends on where you're starting from. The bottom the, okay. The like ass- then South Alabama, is- the bottom, yeah. or like Mississippi State, the bottom. I will give you an example by the numbers. Okay. If I told you that after accepting a job in year six, 
This coach went two, eight, and one. Two, eight, and one in year six. Is that Mike London? With a peak of six wins in the prior five years on the job. Is that Mike London? Not making a bowl. Not making a bowl in year like I like that Holly's willing to suggest that Mike London coached long enough to go back to the era when ties were possible. Or that somebody just quit and said, fuck. It's the ACC. I don't know how they do shit over there. Throwback Thursday. I'm like, I'm like Virginia probably had a tie at some point. They all yeah. wanted to, you know, they had a horse race to go to. Because, like, when we talk about people not like the context being super important and the terminology being super important, let let me tell you a story about a guy who went two eight and one in year six. Do we have any other guesses? Oh, and he was one and four in conference, by the way. Jesus. Any guesses? No, I have no. I have no guess. No, I have no guess. Tom Osborne. No, man. Tom never. <laughs> Tom, two? No. I don't think Tom. Man, go look up Tom Osborne's numbers. They are. Tom did go for two once. He did. Recall. He did go for two, and he got one, straight in the eye. He got. He got. He got. Yeah, he got, got none. But I appreciate the call. No, this is a coach who ended up in the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, that's Frank Beamer. Frank Beamer in year six goes two, eight. And one without going to a bowl. That's and that's in his second year in the Big East. They were independent for four years. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think you had to tell us that. I don't think we were thinking. Well, maybe there was some APR shenanigans where two eight and one was bowl eligible. I was geographically. I mean, in the prior Virginia the prior Tech with an Virginia Tech with an APR of seventy five thousand. Was in the ACC. Basically, yeah. And this is in the old zombie Big East, yeah. Uh, the pre zombified Big East. But then the next year, in 93, they go 9 and 3. And they win their first bowl game, like the first bowl game in the history of Virginia Tech. So, and then from there on, it's just like, I think his lowest win total is, is 7. And that's, by the way, over a span of 20 years, which is, yeah. which is nuts. So, w- w- when do you pull the plug? I, I don't know. I really don't. I'm sure that like we fire people after like year three or year four. I'm sure there's people who've been fired who like weren't lying when they were like, man, if I just got two more years, that could have been right. It could have been Frank Beamer, y'all. Well, there's, there's also that thing where sometimes you have the third year and it looks like a turnaround, but really all it is, is you're still a mediocre team. You just benefit from a bunch of lucky bullshit. Like, that's the um, other part you have to look out for. That it's like, oh, God, we're not actually good. We're just getting great cards. This is awesome. The freshman your predecessor signed and was banking his future on, they're now seniors. <laughs> so now they, now his hope has buffeted your false hope, um, but you're, you're going down with him as well. We miss yeah, you, by Ronald. the way, Tom, Tom Osborne. Not 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 Tom Osborne, but Tom Osborne. Uh, he never won eight games uh, because he never won less than nine. He never won less than nine uh, over. Let's see. Oh, over twenty five seasons. Twenty five seasons. So yeah, yeah. Um, did uh, Je- this came? That one came from Jeff T. Did Jeff T. Have anything else to ask? Um, he also wanted to talk about John Bolton's war mustache, but eh, just go look at John Bolton's mustache. It wants to fight you. Hmm. Yeah, it wants to fight you, and the rest of the body's incapable of it. 
That mustache ain't shit. Mustache ain't shit. It's just a, it's a bunch of it's a walrus stash hung on a little penguin body. Come at me, John. Why are you gotta bring penguins into this? That's true. Penguins it's are a noble but, but, fucking bird. Hold on, hold on. John Bolton has the mustache of the character in an '80s movie who is wrong. The character who's like, "No, Whopper works. I programmed it myself. It couldn't possibly. If it says a nuclear attack is coming, a nuclear t- no." John Bolton as some wrong ass '80s mustache. The captain who says you're a loose cannon and won't listen. I don't know, John Bolton. Yeah. If you tell him the nukes are coming, he's like, "Oh shit, yeah, it's time." Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, get these pants off. <laughs> it's nuking time finally um let's see here randomizer uh from joka strength one pot meals that work for leftovers it's a pretty good and useful topic for all um chili. we did we did yeah chili chili of course yeah chili works i'm kind of what one pot meals are kind of a I mean, this will be my, my most old man comment of the night. The kind of a scam. <laughs> how many how many pots do you need? I mean, one pot meals when they're like, oh, cook it in a pressure cooker. It'll be fine. You can cook all kinds of stuff. Or no, not a pressure cooker. I'm actually going to say like the Instant Pot, the Instant Pot's real. People who, are re- people who are real recognize the Instant Pot as being a valuable addition to your kitchen. However... If you're one of those people who's like, yo, man, get a crock pot. You can cook like a whole week's worth of food in the crock pot. That's horse shit. No one is shoveling that paste, that thing that boils down everything into a uniform, nutritive goo. No one's shoveling that in their mouth five days straight. That's true. That is some internet it's shit, so- too. That's some like Reddit weightlifting shit where it's like, oh, I spent $4 on grains and chickens and beans and rice, and I put them in and I had food for a month. Bitch, no, you didn't. You I'm went, an amateur astronaut. You went to checkers. <laughs> You're at Burger King on Wednesday. You had to. <laughs> like now, you say that, but but somebody's probably suggested like throwing a bunch of Burger King in a crock pot and just eating it over the course of a week. <laughs> Good God Almighty, I feel queasy. <laughs> just put some burgers and fries and apple pies and. <laughs> Chick, chicken fries in the in there and that's all they're that's all they're doing they're just going they're putting everything in the crock pot because they're idiots you just walk up to the burger it's king burger like, give, me a, give me a sack of burger king what do you want to give just, me a sack of burger king fill it to the just, brim you just bring you bring the crock pot bowl hi can you fill this please you just fill this Doesn't up whatever you what got with. just it's order. a one pot meal just out there ordering like a Domino's pizza and slamming it into the crock pot with a hammer. <laughs> with, some, with some Mountain Dew. This our stew. With Mountain Dew. That's gamer fuel. Gamer <laughs> Bro, I play seventh in this Fortnite match thanks to gamer fuel. One pot of gamer fuel cost me $21 and it lasts but- me all night. Subtopic, by the way, which college football relevant personalities are going to have to get into Fortnite whether they want to or not? Is it like Tosh Lupoy? Is some poor assistant going to have to be the Fortnite person on staff, right? Who just mercilessly gets owned because they're like 38? Yeah. Well, it'll come out that like Kiffin is actually getting it. <laughs> You'd be like, listen, man. Uh, this is Jeffy Bowden's moment, straight. y'all. That's all I did. Jeff all Bowden is Jeff Bowden training for this. <laughs> Literally, Jeff Bowden has been training for this because their dad makes him. 
makes his brothers take him everywhere because all he wants to do is play video games. No, this isn't a joke. We've never told a I joke. I love hiding in bushes. Oh, I, I, man, I, I cannot tell you enough how much I love this idea because not only will some of the coaches who have heretofore contributed absolutely nothing to their coaching staffs bounce up and suddenly be a a bulwark against other teams encroaching on recruits. They'd be like, yo, man, listen, I don't even know what his job is on staff, and he doesn't even have a resume, but, man, Coach D? Coach D is a beast at Fortnite. All right, jump ball question. What non-millennial coach is secretly just a fucking ace at Fortnite? I'm going to really think about this. Yeah. Um, it's going to be somebody with, like, had to be in like a good hand-eye like hand-eye coordination position has to be somebody who's already sort of internet savvy hey, gundy oh my god i oh, bet gee. gundy oh, hunts i bet he's the biggest mm-hmm. asshole in the world at fortnite oh yeah no he'll wall you in he'll build like a fort on top of you be like whatever son start ha- start hammering sleep tight be like t t boone paid for that bitch <laughs> T-Boom Pixels. T-Boom's behind him. Taking him on. Yeah, fuck that bitch up. Do it. T-Boom doesn't even know what's happening. Just like, yeah, fight him. My bloodlust knows no limits. (laughs) Just tell him Oklahoma plays this game too. Oh, huh? (laughs) Suddenly your budget for this game is $10 million. (laughs) You put it in those bastards' throats. That's what you do. Uh, the new fair catch kickoff rule. I don't have any opinions. It's useful in video games because kick yeah. returns are bullshit and you should never bother with it. You might fumble or get hurt, so you might as well just take it wherever the ball lands. I do it all the time. Yeah, and, get the ball back. Yeah, just press Y. Done. Done with that shit. We're going to we're, answer. We're going to score. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I like, I like um, from user Eric Arnold. Kind of an interesting question. How a Northeast team can be consistently top 25. Hmm. There's okay. one simple answer. Be Penn State. Other than that. Yeah. Uh, what about what about secession? That's that's an option. You know, from 1860 to uh, for a couple of years there, Boston College was in great shape. Mm-hmm. Can we talk? Uh, is this Northeast Florida? In which case, <laughs> sold. No, he said consistently top 25. Ah, okay. So that we need Northeast Georgia. So, so yeah, Florida's out. Consistently top 25, but never number one. Ah, do I have a team for you? Just down 78, 316. Head out there. There aren't even, there aren't even that many. The problem is like, there aren't even that many schools you can think of that apply for this, right? Like who's sniffed top 25 in the last five, six years from that region? Penn State, yeah. Uh, Boston Maryland College. Beat, Maryland, beat Texas. Mm-hmm. Maryland beat Texas. Maryland beat Texas. UConn went UCon- to a, attended a Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> UConn, UConn did did uh, fill out that page in their passport book, so that was fun. How much does that suck, it's, by the way, that like UConn's like, yeah, we're the greatest team in UConn history, and we're like, LOL, UConn. <laughs> like the greatest achievement in their football history and the thing that randy etzel would probably tear up talking about like the team gave me everything and we're like you got waxed by oklahoma <laughs> didn't sell your tickets <laughs> temple had that run had that one run before oh yeah they had uh yeah they, they the temple run played notre dame hard 
Uh, I, I don't know. I, we're reaching here, obviously. But. Army That's or it. Navy I mean, wins the Army Navy game every year. Uh, There's Maine? that. Maine beat an SEC team once. Don't forget that. Their logo is also a black bear with lightning coming out of its mouth. Maine is a sleeper here because, first of all, it's rural think... as hell. That helps. Two, I'm pretty sure those admissions, uh, Yale those admissions standards. Ivy League last Generous. year. I might be right. So they probably ranked in the FCS top 25 for that. God, I wish Alabama would be able to schedule. I wish they would just skip Mercer and book an Ivy. And no, pay. they got to play Harvard for the rights to the Crimson name. Yeah. yeah. Every year. <laughs> Every year they call it in the second quarter. <laughs> oh, God. Please let this happen. Why? They want to play a team with more national titles? Oh, <laughs> thank you. God. Wow. Thank you for this moment. Um, that's true. Harvard would always win on like the accounting and verification, right? Bro, you don't want to fuck with Princeton. Princeton claims titles that would make Bama fans go like, okay, hang on. Princeton claims (laughs) anything. This four and five team. You didn't even have a football team. Yeah, but we were thinking about it. Championship. But yeah, I think the way that they can be competitive is just to, uh, let's see, uh, play run first offense that slows the game down because you won't have the skill players for it because it's too that far away. That answer sucks. The answer is cheat. The answer is to cheat. Well, that's cheat. You, you, you skipped to point. Just, you skipped to point five, which realistically should have been point one in my presentation, Ryan. Cheat. I think what Spencer's, I think combining your two, your two points of advice, cheat in a gritty way. Right? I mean, you know what? Yeah. You, yeah. Man, UConn, UConn had the plan, man. They did. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They really did. I'm dead Sad. serious. They completely had the plan. I'm just going to compliment Randy Etzel here. Attempt nothing interesting. Keep the game close. God. Randy Etzel kept that plan You're for many a- years. You're in a weird place. <laughs> You're damn right. I'm talking about UConn. It's strange. <laughs> we started it weird, son. God, I think that should be the me- the motto of stores. Stores, you're in a weird place. <laughs> stores, what's the extra R for? We don't know. It's for being res. Run, run. <laughs> we. Randy. Um. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm speechless. Do we have anything else in the randomizer that that begs to be addressed? Why start no, now? That's it. We, 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 we did everything. We solved all the problems. And we found Randy. I mean, did we did, did we go over the first down chain adequately? Oh, yeah. I mean, what yeah. is there to say? It's been around forever. It'll never go away. It's extremely dumb. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's college football. We should it have sums a- up the entire experience. We should have other things God, in college football that are that analog, right? Like there should be a first down line that we have to like put out like spike strips across a highway. Dude, the clock should just be a fucking giant sand hourglass. <laughs> I enjoy when they I don't know. I enjoy when they have a first down marker that's a digital marker, but it's still attached to an idiot chain. That's the best <laughs> thing in the world that they're like, Yeah, we've got a seventy five dollar set of LEDs. That make this a digital down marker. And you're like, it's still attached to a bunch of fucking chain link. How about <laughs> instead of the refs having whistles, they have to whistle. <laughs> they yes. have to with both fingers, right? No, any way they can. Hey, 
Hey! Stop! Hey! <laughs> Stop! They should they should do it with air horns. <laughs> More festive. Although they'd screw up if they had like the megaphones because inevitably somebody would bring a novelty megaphone that does the alien voice, right? First time. <laughs>